April 27, 1976. But at least uh, with with that uh, 
gutta percha leg he's got now. He won't have any trouble with spider bites, and he won't have to worry. And uh, one more thing, I don't know whether you know anything about Belle Glade, Florida, but I've been in Belle Glade several times. This is a real town. Belle Glade, Florida, right? Well, a drag line operator in Belle Glade, Florida. I'll give you a brass figgy with bronze oak leaf palm if you can tell me what a drag line operator is. Now, that's not a guy that uh, owns a, uh, a nightclub for people of uh, ambiguous sexual taste. Uh, what is a drag line operator? <laughs> Do you know, Lee? Okay, fine. Ah, I know something here. A drag line operator in Belle Glade, Florida, was so proud of his new 750 Honda that he invited a neighbor over to show him the machine, show it off a little bit, see, as the two men were standing on the patio admiring the motorcycle, a 750 Honda. is a pretty hefty motorcycle. It's a lot of bike there. They were standing on the patio admiring the motorcycle. The new owner uh, says, well, watch now. Uh, hey, Clem, watch uh, how this thing, uh, this thing really, really got, got started and everything. Uh, you remember you used to have to kick them and all that stuff, uh, the kick, kick start and nothing. We got electric start and everything, this thing's... Damn, you know, them Japanese, it turned out some good stuff now. And he reaches over and he presses the starter, say, to prove it how how quietly it ran. It's a nice muffler in there. Unfortunately, the motorcycle was in gear. And it plunged through a giant glass door, which he had just had installed at enormous expense. Uh, you know, one of those big sliding Florida doors, see? The motorcycle popped right through the door and went into the living room. It was outside, and it go pow into the living room. It goes, and it dragged him along with it. He made it almost to the kitchen. Well, he was taken to the hospital to receive the treatment for numerous cuts on his arms and face. But that wasn't what really bothered him. It was his ego, you know. That looked awful dumb in front of Clem, who, you know, Clem was was, was one of these guys that kept saying, "Well, what, what, you, know, you who you think you are, Marlon Brando?" You know, he said, "What do you mean? I've been riding motorcycles for years." He's come on. You get a little old for that kind of stuff. Clem, next thing you know, of course, he's being dragged into the kitchen with the bike there, and the glass is all over the place. Meanwhile, his wife was sopping up gasoline. The bike is laying on its side, see? It's, uh, it's laying on its side. All gas is flowing out of it, see? And it was, it was lying on its side in the living room where she flushed some gasoline-soaked paper towels down the toilet. Now, I, for, for those of you who are thinking of throwing any gas down the toilet, I would advise you to think twice about it. Well, her husband returned home, saw his new motorcycle and the shattered patio door. He took shelter in the bathroom. He was really embarrassed. So he, well, I don't have to tell you what happened to John there. Anyway, he, he had this, this white owl, you know, that he was smoking. He always smoked his white owl there. And, uh, well, to put it, uh, let's say to put it uh, delicately, he decided to use one of the appliances there, see. So he's, you know trying to soothe his ego, and he's sitting there mad, see. And uh, anyway, uh, he dropped the match into the bowl. Well, the paper towels had clogged the pipes, and the match detonated the gas, and he, oh, you know, and my God almighty. The explosion blew the commode to pieces and propelled him into the air, inflicting third-degree burns on his uh, exposed backside. His wife immediately rushed into the into the dining room where their phone was and call the ambulance. And because of these burns, the attendants had to carry him spread eagle face down on the stretcher. He's laying there with everything exposed. He was, as he was being carried outside the hospital, they're carrying him in, see, one of the stretcher 
guy stumbled and he fell to the ground heavily. And, well, all I got to say is it was a bad day, bad day for Bell Glade. Uh, there's been a lot of talk there at the PTA about that. And uh, they don't know whether they're going to let him back in town. You know, they, they yeah, I'll tell you, trouble is catching, friends. And, and uh, yes, indeed, one person starts having trouble around you, it's going to spread to everybody. Everybody knows that. So uh, I'd just love to read the papers. I like to keep abreast of what's happened. Would you please, if you will, in there, just give me a little thing there to swash that uh, my uh, ruffled thing there. There, bring it in there nice. There we go. And, uh, oh, there we go. Oh, he did, didn't we? Huh? Yes, let's, uh, <laughs> you like him? Trouble. I see trouble everywhere. Everywhere I look is problem. Man, just sometimes just better not get up in the morning. Some days you just can't make a buck. And if you do, you better dead well be careful because you're liable to get the IRS men on you. And the next thing you know, you're writing out forms and they're taking you away to the slam. So, buddy, trouble is everywhere. Stop saying that crazy thing. Bop, bop, crazy, bop, 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 Convertible one time that had uh, I'm talking about a European convertible 
fantastic car. I mean, you know, it was owned by, as a matter of fact, owned by a, a big time uh, industrialist. You know, they're 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 almost like uh, merchant princes in in Europe. You know, they have a string of uh, mistresses and the whole works. And this guy, this guy was in Monaco for the Grand Prix, and uh, I'm uh, walk along the street there, and uh, the race is going to be the next day, and I see this. This fantastic car come tooling down this narrow street, and it was a it was an off pearl color. Now, have you ever seen a car painted with pearl colored paint? That's right, and it was pearl. I mean, it's seriously pearl color. It wasn't the cream or anything. It was pearl. You know, it had that you know that pearlescent quality. It was a pearl colored car, almost white, a little faint, and the the top was made of alligator hide. Well, and the interior was alligator, you know, alli- you know the kind of thing they make these elegant uh, bags of alligator skin there. Uh, the interior of the car was this dark, sort of uh, amber reddish uh, alligator upholstery. And this guy uh, sitting in the front seat there, driving his baby, you know, and he had the windows down, and he had his uh, he had his uh, stereo hi-fi everything going full blast, see, and sitting next to him was this uh, very well-known and somewhat notorious French movie actress. And, <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, uh, some guys just know how to play it right to the hilt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and you, think, and you think of the poor high rollers that you know, you know, the people you th- who think they're really doing something fantastic, you know, buying themselves a, uh, you know, a, a, a capri with racing stripes, so they think they're really playing it right to the to the edge. You know, taking two weeks in Miami Beach, you know. And they, <laughs> oh man, this guy comes cooling down you know, to Monaco. Uh, well, you got you know you pick it up, and so the last convertible is now on the line. I'll tell you something about convertibles, though. Now uh, I've owned several convertibles in my time. I happen to be very partial to convertibles. I dig a convertible, but. Uh, I had a scene one time with a convertible that I'll never forget, buddy. And uh, maybe this is one of the reasons why you like convertibles. See, a convertible, a convertible is a kind of rejection, in some ways, of the of what could be called conventional uh, mores. Really, you know, most people are so hung on on uh, even what I suppose you could call it peripheral security that the idea that that you got nothing but canvas over your head scares a lot of people just uh, just because they they want to have you know the, the average guy today is so worried about himself that if you could have every person at birth sealed in armor plate and uh, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what's the matter with people they they they're so hung on and on, on on what could be called uh, I suppose conventional uh, security that uh, nothing resembling style. Is uh, to their uh, to their taste. See, but let's face it, there's nothing quite as stylish as. Uh, have you ever seen the the, the convertible in the, there's a, a European convertible which we used to build, a convertible called the Landau. Now, the term Landau is used all the time today, but that's not a true Landau. You know what a Landau is? A Landau convertible is a convertible that is it's a convertible. It's a true convertible. You see. But it's got a, a a certain type of bracing and so on in it that you can you can take the top of the convertible 
you know, where, right where it hits the windshield. That unhooks from the windshield and rolls back so that the back seat is still got a top over it, and the front seat roll back. Now, this is not a sliding roof. It's a Landau. <laughs> oh, trail of God. And, uh, you know, you just drive along there, you know, and it's, it's got it's got real style, see. Now, that's a true Landau. By the way, I owned a car that had that, 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 that type of top. In fact, it's a Morgan, I still own it. It's a Morgan Plus Four, uh, what they call, uh, it's the not it's the drophead model, which is a Landau top. And I love to push that thing back, you know, drive along. But, uh, but the... The, 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 the true convertible cuckoo will accept nothing else. I mean, uh, you know, it's like asking a guy that spends his time riding Arabian horses to go down and ride on a merry-go-round. I mean, you know, you want to go off for a ride on a horse, go down to the merry-go-round and give him, give him a quarter and then you sit on one of those wooden horses. <laughs> and, and, but a true convertible freak is a true convertible freak, and he loves them. This is W.O.R. New York speaking of friends. No, I just, uh, that's unpleasant. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, I, I, uh, I, I have a few little commercials here. And immediately following this uh, shotgun blast uh, of Picharuni, we will uh, I'll tell you a little story about a convertible. I'll tell you, because cause anybody who's, who's ever owned convertibles has endless stories to tell you about. And uh, just one little brief thing happened to me one time. I was, I was driving along. I had this this convertible. Boy, I tell you, my life was built on this convertible. See that I I I'd resurrected from a junkyard, and I spent uh, uh, like four, maybe five million kid hours working on it. I had uh, I knew every uh, bolt on uh, on the head there intimately, and I had uh, replaced every uh, every gasket in this thing and ground the valves until there was hardly any valve left, and and. Uh, I was so good at changing fuel pumps on this car. This particular car had fuel. They called it a fuel pump defect. It meant that the, you know, the fuel pump always went on on you. I got so good at changing fuel pumps. And, and the fuel pump on this car would always go out. Invariably, it seemed to go out when you would pull up to a light. And, you know, you'd, you'd throttle down. The next thing you know, I hear it. Oh, there goes the fuel pump. The fuel pump was rotten. So I, I always kept two rebuilt fuel pumps, which I got at at uh, J.C. Whitney. And I kept two of them in the glove compartment. Always carry spare fuel pumps. And so I'd pull up to a light. When the thing was, you know, would go out on me, I got so good at this that I could actually change the fuel pump. Up with the hood, change the fuel pump before the light changed to yellow, and everybody, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm absolutely serious. Uh, well, that's how, you know, that's how guys that work in the indie pits get, you see, because they, uh, they've worked and rehearsed replacing a certain part on this car that comes in that uh, they, they can do it in practically split seconds. Uh, and, and that's what a real good pit crew does, you see, uh, not like your garage you go to, huh? Right, friend? Three weeks to, uh, <laughs> you know, to even talk to you. After that, it's another six weeks to decide whether or not they're going to replace it. Well, you see, if you really have to fix something, you really do it very fast. So I would hop out of the car, and the fuel pump, by the way, was was up on the top of the block in this particular car. It was, it was in the rear of the engine, almost at the firewall. And I could change that fuel pump so fast you wouldn't believe it. And uh, I'd be out on a date, you know, and I didn't want to tell God I'm going to 
change the fuel pump, see, because, you know, then you start getting, oh, no, oh, and I'm all dressed. You know, none of that stuff, see. So the car would, I wouldn't say anything, see. I'd just say, oh, excuse me. And I'd open up the thing, I'd take out the, the fuel pump, scene. I'd jump out of the car and run around, up with a hood, put, put the fuel pump on real quick, slam it down and come back. And she'd say, what was all that? I'd say, oh, I'm just checking to see whether, I thought, I thought there was a hole was getting loose, and I'd just check, and, <laughs> and we'd drive on. <laughs> you want to hear about uh, convertibles? The way we have a note here, for those of you that are convertible fans and dig trivia, uh, this would be a great trivia question. See, somebody, uh, like 10 years ago from now, yeah, you can really get them on this trivia question, saying, uh, who built the last convertible? Well, of course, uh, in America. And uh, it's who? What company? Cadillac, correct. Now, here's where you really get them. Uh, what was the serial number? Oh, okay. The serial number of the last car that came off the line was 6EL, EL standing for El Dorado, 6EL47R, R as in Romeo, 62699-48. You lay that on your friends and I'll tell you. <laughs> That was the last one. And uh, there was this girl uh, who works on the assembly line. And uh, she put the last parts, April 21st, put the last parts on the last rag, rag top to come through. The last convertible built by General Motors. And uh, what do you think is the last uh, parts that they put on one of these cars on the assembly line? No, 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 no. She put uh, four radio and stereo and tape deck knobs, just the knobs. It's already been put in, all the stereo stuff. She put the knobs on it just as it came off, and uh, she put windshield washer fluid decal in the engine compartment. Now, this is a little decal that they put on the windshield washer in a little tank in there, and uh, she put this decal on what kind of fluid to use and stuff. The last actual thing she did on the last convertible was to stick this little decal on it. And it took her 42 seconds. That was it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, I'll tell you, you know that there's a, there's a strong belief that one of the reasons why the convertible has disappeared from the American scene is that uh, Americans uh, are into this fantastic hair hang-up. It's the hair. Now, a lot of people think, you know, they... But, but, they think, you know, basically, well, it must be because of uh, safety. And all. No, it's hair, actually. This is the biggest thing, because especially women's hair. You see, the average guy, you know, he's, he's going to let his hair fly, even if, uh, even if he does buy a convertible. You know, he wants to do this, see. But if he's going out with this girl, and she spent, uh, you know, eight hours with the Clairol, and uh, seven hours with the, uh, maxi, uh, ma the maxi hair dryer and styling and all this, she says, I can't get in that car. What are you... What are you <laughs> Don't put the top down. So the next thing you know, he figures, well, what the hell? It's hair, uh, primarily. But uh, I, I remember one of the great moments uh, in my life was this convertible. See, have you ever have you ever really been taken? I mean, really, really been taken? I, I'm no. I'm, I mean, have you ever bought something and you really were taken to the cleaners? Okay. Now, it's, uh, it's a curious feeling, and uh, especially when you're taken to the cleaners, uh, buying something that you really like. You know, it's like, uh, like 
for all of your life, we'll say for argument's sake, you've always wanted to own a collie. So you, you, you find yourself, well, I'm going to get a collie. And you go out and you look at all the places where they sell collies, and you finally pick this beautiful collie, and you, you put down the dough, and you take the collie, and uh, <laughs> it's all the shots and everything. Five minutes after you get the collie home, the collie jumps out from under the porch and rips your shoe off and bites you in the behind. And, <laughs> and you discover that you haven't bought a collie at all. What you bought was Jaws. And, 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 you know, you really start getting mad because you, you like the idea of having a collie, but you don't like the idea of all those bandages all the time. And the fact you don't have a kneecap anymore, you know? So it's, it's really, it's really discouraging. <laughs> it's like, if you get taken on something that you don't basically want to buy anyway, you, you know, it's not as much of a shock, you know? Like, like, for example, if you get taken by Con Ed, you don't want to pay that bill anyway. Well, all right, uh, so you get mad, you read the the bill, and you you yell, and you call them up again, and you know you can't figure out why you got a bill for nine thousand four hundred twenty-two dollars because you got a one-room apartment, and it, yeah, this happens to people. And the lady says, oh, well, "I'm sorry, sir, but that bill is correct according to our records." You say, "Why do you mean nine thousand four hundred twenty-eight dollars and eighty-six cents? How come the eighty-six cents?" I am sorry, sir. Our records tell you that this is the correct meter reading on your bill. Well, I wasn't even here. I was out of town for the last month and a half. Who the hell was using that? I am sorry, sir. I have another call on the other line. Click. Oh. You know, they claim they're being polite, you know, by saying sir. But you can say sir 15 different ways. You know, sir. And, oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Don't wave my face. So, uh, nevertheless... This uh, this is a problem, you know, in life. Uh, the problem of getting taken when you buy something you really love, and it happened to me. And I, I this is one of those things. Uh, I, I don't know quite how. I, I've never told this story in the air because it's a it's a touchy one with me. Uh, at this point, have you ever not only been taken by taken in the sense you're being taken by somebody close to you? Oh boy. Wow. Well, okay. All right, I'll tell you. I'm a kid, right? And uh, I've got, I have a job. I'm working away there, and I'm going to school. I'm saving my money, and I'm really working, saying I've, I've got a job at the steel mill. I'm not working in one of these little jobs, you know, where you get three cents a week and that kind of stuff. I'm working in a mill, you know, and I'm, I've got a pretty good job. And it's summertime. I'm saving my dough. And the biggest thing I wanted out of life was to get myself a car. I want a convertible, especially. See, and I had this, I had this old Ford that I had worked on. It was a great car, and uh, what I wanted to do is though was get myself something really great. See, spend some dough, buy a car. So I'm looking at all the used car lots. I wasn't going to buy a new one. So I was looking at the used car lots, and I was going around. I had my eye on this great Pontiac convertible. Okay, right, you know, really great looking convertible. I'll tell you, it was, it was dark green. It was what they would call British racing green. It was a dark green convertible. and had sort of tan upholstery. It had a beautiful tan. Oh, it was a great-looking car. See, so I'm going down there looking at this convertible, and I, you know, I'm really, really just about to pop. And I come home that night after looking at this thing for about a week, see, and, and it's dinner time. The old man knows I'm looking for a convertible, and you know, everybody in the family's kind of excitement at the time and 
And all of a sudden, the old man comes out. He says, listen, he says, I, I got a real surprise for you. I said, yeah. He said, you've been looking at that Pontiac down there, Friendly Fred, right? I said, yeah, oh, what a car. Wow. I'll tell you, that thing, is it's got it's got 29,000 miles on it. It was owned by a, uh, a partially paralyzed Presbyterian minister who couldn't drive it. And uh, every Sunday, he would go out and just sit in the car and uh, pretend that he was driving. And it's just, you know, it's just like new. That, you, you wouldn't believe this car. It's fantastic. You know, I says, look, you don't believe that stuff, do you? I said, what do you mean, Dad? Well, you know, the guy told me that. Well, why would he lie? <laughs> why would he lie? Are you kidding? Why would he lie? <laughs> oh, well, you're going to learn. Oh, are you going to learn? So I, I just hold off. He said, I just hold off on it. I just hold off on that car for a while before I make any decision on it. And I said, well, yeah, but Dad, it's such a great car. You just hold off. Just just, uh, just play it cool. Play it. Guy, uh, I'll guarantee you something's wrong with that car. He said, and if you just hold off, he'll probably sell it to you for half what he wants today, if you look like you're really giving him a hard time. Well, okay. Well, a couple of days go by, and every day I go by this place, and I see this great car there. Wow, you know, it's, they polish it, and the lights are on it. You know, the light bulb's all over it. See, it says Wednesday special. Oh, wow. Well, the second day I come home, the old man comes running up the back steps, and he says, Boy, are you lucky. Are you lucky. And I said, what, what, what about that? He said, are you lucky you didn't buy that car? I said, why? Why, Dad? He says, you won't guess what happened at the office today. I said, what happened? He says, Sherby's brother-in-law is a dealer. He lives over there outside of Bloomington. He's a dealer. And he sells DeSoto's. And they got a shipment of DeSoto's that the truck that was bringing them in went off the road, it flipped over, and now they've got these brand new DeSoto convertibles that are just absolutely off the line, and the only thing that's wrong with them is there's a lot of scratches and stuff, and they'll fix it up, and they'll sell you this car at half the list price. I said, a brand new DeSoto convertible? You say the truck just rolled off, and it's, they, they've got them, and they're just going to paint it, and they're going to sell it at half? Sure, they can't sell them for new cars. Are you kidding? They can't sell them that way. I said, oh, wow. And so the next day, me and the old man go to this guy's cockamamie little dealership way out in the woods there. It's surrounded by junkyards. And two hours later, I came home with a cream-colored DeSoto convertible, for which he demanded cash on the barrel head. And I had gone to the bank, got all, every last cent I had in the world, and I borrowed some from the old man, and I paid for that car, and it had zero, 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 point oh one on it, on that odometer. Well, two days later, I, I couldn't figure out why the car kept veering towards the curb. Three days later, I discovered, after taking it in the past whiskey garage and putting it up on the lift, he says, where the hell did you get this junk? I says, Frank, it's my new car. He says, this thing must have hit some kind of a concrete viaduct. He says, you've got a frame here that looks like Ronzoni's spaghetti. He says, not only that, he says, look at it, he painted all that black stuff on it. He says, this car here, he says, my God, I wouldn't even drive four feet in this car. This baby's going to kill you. 
that night I went home to the old man and I said, Dad, I took the card out of past Winsky's and he tells me I got the lemon beyond all lemon. What do you mean? Why, it's Sherby. It's his brother-in-law. He wouldn't do that to you. But then I discovered everybody will do it to you. Give him a chance. The wind's in the right direction. And for a year and a half, I owned a car. But on the one hand, it looks so great with a top up. On the other hand, worst car I've ever owned in my life. Not only that, it got six, seven miles to the gallon downhill with the key off. It burned oil. You would I began to realize this car had probably 164,000 miles on it when I got it. Somebody had driven it into a culvert. They set the odometer back, and guess who showed up? Oh, this is W.O.R. New York. Stay tuned for In Conversation, will you? <laughs>